0: in the um, first verse of the 24th chapter of the book of Genesis. And Abraham was old and well stricken in age, and the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. And Abraham said unto his eldest servant of his house, that ruled over all that he had, Put, I pray thee, thy hand under my thigh, and I will make thee swear by the Lord, the God of heaven and the God of the earth, that thou shalt not take a wife unto my son of the daughters of the Canaanites among whom I dwell. But thou shalt go into my country, and to my kindred, and take a wife unto my son Isaac. And the servant said unto him, Peradventure the woman will not be willing to follow me unto this land. Must I needs bring thy son again to the land from whence thou camest? And Abraham said unto him, Beware that thou bring not my son thither again. The Lord God of heaven, which took me from my father's house, and from the land of my kindred, and which spake unto me, and that sware unto me, saying, Unto thy seed will I give this land. He shall send his angel before thee, and thou shalt take a wife unto my son from thence. And if the woman will not be willing to follow thee, then thou shalt be clear from this my oath. Only bring not my son thither again. And the servant put his hand under the thigh of Abraham his master and sware unto him concerning that matter. And the servant took ten camels. Now pay attention to that. The servant took ten camels of the camels of his master and departed for all the goods of his master were in his hand And he arose and went to Mesopotamia and to the city of Nahor. And he made his camels to kneel down without the city by a well of water at the time of the evening, even the time that women go out to draw water. Now skip on down with me to to, uh, uh, verse number 58. Verse number 58. And it picks up that story. And it says, And they called Rebekah and said unto her, Wilt thou go with this man? And she said, I will go. And they sent away Rebekah their sister, and her nurse, and Abraham's servant, and his men. And they blessed Rebekah, and said unto her, Thou art our sister. Be thou the mother of thousands of millions, and let thy seed possess the gate of those which hate them." And Rebekah arose and her damsels, and they rode upon the camels, and followed the man. And the servant took Rebekah and went his way. And Isaac came from the way of the well uh, uh, Laheroy, for he dwelt in the south country. And Isaac went out to meditate in the field of the eventide, and he lifted up his eyes and saw, and behold, the camels are coming." And Rebekah lifted up her eyes, and when she saw Isaac, she lighted off the camel. For she had said unto the servant, What man is this that walketh in the field to meet us? And the servant had said, It is my master. Therefore she took a veil and covered herself. And the servant told Isaac all things that he had done. And Isaac brought her into his mother Sarah's tent and took Rebekah. And she became his wife, and he loved her. And Isaac was comforted after his mother's death. Again, in um, two days from now, people all over the world uh, will celebrate Valentine's Day. And I'm not going to get into the history of that, should we or shouldn't we. something you'll have to decide for yourself. But uh, but I I thought about this, and I want to preach you um, maybe a strange Valentine's message uh, called Behold the Camels are coming. That's what happens when I have to name my own sermons. It's a Valentine's sermon about camels. You might think that to be a strange thing. Uh, And maybe it is. I don't know. Preachers are kind of of quirky. Uh, uh, To be honest, I kind of feel a little peculiar. But that's what the Bible says that we are. We are peculiar people. In other words, uh, uh, the world doesn't understand what we are. Not what we truly are, those that have been saved by the grace of God. The Apostle Paul says in the New Testament that all things were written to be our example. Does he not? And so we can find an example of this whole... Of this whole I've, read, I've read commentaries before that, that said, now you shouldn't make... that preachers take too much liberty upon themselves. And this was by a very, very famous preacher... And he said, preachers take too much liberty on themselves talking about types and shadows. And, And he said, there are some things that you shouldn't make a type of. I disagree with that great, great man of God. And because I find in the Scripture, where Jesus said in the Old, He talks about the Old Testament. And He said, those Scriptures, that they are they that testify of Me. And so I think every page of the Blessed Book if we are to look hard enough, we can find a picture of our Lord and Savior. Amen. Because that's what the Scriptures ultimately are. They are what testifies of Him. And so I thought about those things, and I thought about here's a time. Now the last time we saw this young man Isaac was two chapters ago in Genesis 22. The last word mentioned about Isaac uh, was when he was taken upon Mount Moriah. And we find Isaac. Uh, uh, we left him at the altar, actually. Uh, because uh, Abraham had built an altar. And he built an altar for the purpose of sacrificing his son. And so the last picture and the last time we see Isaac, he was indeed a type of our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, he was a type that, uh, that was to die He was a child that that God had promised. Now bear all of that in mind. Uh, Just like Christ, uh, He was a child of promise. Uh, Did not the angel tell Mary, You shall conceive, and that holy thing shall be called the Son of God? In like manner did not God promise Abraham, You shall have a son. Yes, they were both sons of promise.
1: They were both
0: uh, they were both uh, uh, born miraculously, uh, one to a virgin and one to an older woman way past the age of childbearing. And so they both came into this world through nothing but a promise. And so the last time that we saw Isaac, he was a child and a picture of Jesus. Uh, the writer of Hebrews says uh, that Abraham, as a matter of fact, already counted Isaac as they and it said uh, that when God spared Isaac, and the angel came and stayed the hand of Abraham, as he had the knife ready uh, to drive into the heart of his son, and the angel came and he said, Abraham, do thy son no harm. And well, Abraham, according to the Apostle Paul, or whoever wrote Hebrews often attributed to Paul, but whoever wrote Hebrews said uh, that Abraham in that sense received his son from the dead. So we see that Isaac uh, has been in his life a picture of one uh, that was willingly uh, laid upon an altar, uh, willingly, uh, willing to become a sacrifice, and one that the father had received from the dead. Uh, so already we've got a pretty good type in Isaac, do we not? And so, uh, so it goes on. I would have you have you reminded. Uh, uh, the last time uh, that, uh, that a lot of these disciples saw our blessed Lord uh, was on the cross of Calvary. Until the time came, He received, uh, was received from the dead. And so bear all of that in mind. Uh, but here's Isaac now, and his mother Sarah had died. And Isaac needed comfort. And so Abraham said uh, unto his servant, probably Eliezer, but he's not really mentioned, but that's probably who it was. That was a servant that had been with Abraham 50 or 60 years. Uh, uh, He was a servant brought out of Damascus, but he was faithful to Abraham. And by the the faith of Abraham, uh, he was faithful to Abraham's God. And so this servant was called unto Abraham. And Abraham was getting old. And Sarah was dead. And Isaac didn't have a bride. And he said unto the servant, I want you to do me a favor. I want you to swear by me that you will go out. Don't gather a bride for Isaac here. But he said, I want you to go back to the home country. I want you to go back into the hills and lands of Mesopotamia. And I want you to find a bride. Uh, that's suited uh, for my eyes. I want you to think about that. Uh, There are a few types in that. Uh, One is a picture of the Holy Ghost of God. He is is looking for a bride for the Son. You keep that in mind. And another is a picture of the men of God and the church of God. For what is our purpose here? after we've been saved. See, a lot of people say that once you get saved, that's it. And My friend, you're just starting on that journey. And so the purpose of my life, especially after God called me to preach, is to find a bride for the son. And so he went out. He said, Abraham, what if she's not willing to come back with me? Should I bring Isaac to her? And Abraham said, no. Don't you dare bring Him thither and end. Now you see, Jesus is enthroned in glory. And He's not coming back for a while. At least He's coming back to get us, but we'll get into that. But He's no more to return to this life as a human as, as, far, as, as, far, as, as far as like He did the first time He accomplished that work. But now He's in glory. And so the purpose of my ministry and every man of God is to find a bride. And so how do we do that? And I thought about, about, and Abraham said, if she doesn't come back with you, if she's not willing, you're loose from thine oath. In other words, you listen to me right now. If you die lost without God, it won't be this man of God's fault. I've tried to warn you. I've tried to tell you. And he said, I'll be free from my oath if we decide not to come. And so this servant took out and he took out for about a five hundred mile journey in the desert land. It was about five hundred miles to Mesopotamia. In other words, it took him a long time, but he took those camels. I've heard a man or God actually I've heard two or three Uh, preach on uh, those camels. Uh, And so I want us to tie all those out in. Uh, And so he grabbed those camels uh, and he loaded them up with the goods of his master and off to Mesopotamia he went. Uh, And he went there with the caravan of the goods of his master. And when he came, he said, Lord, he come to a well. And he made his camels to lie down. And he said, Lord, if you would prosper thy servant in his journey, He said, I want to find the right woman. I don't want to just grab anybody. I want to find the right woman for Isaac. He said, just let it be the one. He said, I begin to pray within his own heart. He said, the woman that shall come to this well. He said, if I say unto her, then let me have a drink of thy pitcher. And if she says unto me, behold, I will not only give you drink, but I'll water your camels also. Amen. Oh, Lord, let her be the one. Let her be the one you've chosen. Let her be that bride. And he said, Before I ever ended up, <laughs> finished speaking, uh, before I even got the words out unto God, behold, Rebecca came. Amen. Oh, well, I like that. And the word Rebecca, uh, the word Rebecca, uh, it, uh, it means captivating. And so right, uh, right off, he was captivated. Now the Bible says, that I don't believe he was, he didn't ask God about beauty. He said just let her be the right one. Amen. And so, but it does say she was beautiful. Very fair, it says, and that word fair means beautiful. There are, there are just a handful of women that the Bible specifically says were beautiful. And so if the Bible says she was beautiful, she was beautiful. And so she came out and he went up to her as she come up out of the well with a pitcher of water. He said, I haste it, and I read unto her, and I said, Can I have a drink of that water? And you know what she said? As she said, Bless your heart and just drink and when you're done, I'll go get water for your can. Amen. Now you might think that's a, what does that even mean? I'll have you to understand, a camel can drink about 20 gallons of water. And he had 10 camels. In other words, bless your heart, as that little maiden girl, she had to do a lot of work. Amen. And he was watching her. He didn't want somebody who just said she would do it. God wants people that follow through Amen. with what they say. Amen. And so you might say, I'll live for God. That's easy preach, but harder live. Amen. But see if you're a bride. If you're the one, if God has laid His hand upon you, there's something captivating. And so, she watered all of those candles. It probably took her one or two hours of nothing but grueling labor and carrying water. You see, my friend, the church is going to have to labor in this life. And so she did. And so she filled up the trough and I'm... I need to hurry, but I'm going to try to take my time. And so she she, she watered his candles. And he couldn't stand it any longer. He put a ring on her face and bracelets on her hand. He began to give her a gift. Amen. My wife will be the first to tell you, I know nothing about women. I really don't. You're an enigma wrapped in a mystery all contained in a riddle. I don't know. Up's down, left, right. I can't figure you out. I really can't. God help me. We've tried, and so most men can't either. But one thing I do know, and that's very few, that women generally like to be pursued. Amen. Am I right, women? They like to be wooed, and they want you to give things unto them. They want you to know it's not it's it's, it's about why you're doing it. And so it ain't the sum, but the sum of it. But He gave her the jewelry. And He gave her the gifts. And I believe, as a man of God, we preach not ourselves, but Jesus Christ. And so this man, he didn't preach himself. He didn't tell her who he was. But He told her all about His Master. And that's the type of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, you shall know the truth because the Spirit... He will testify of me, thus saith the Lord. And so that's the job of the church. Now, see, most men preach themselves. I have nothing worthy of self to ever preach about me, but I've got a master, and He gave me this. Amen. He wooed me, He drew me, and the more the Holy Ghost deals with my heart, especially when He was dealing with me to get saved, it was a come. That's what He said, right? Come unto Me, and I'll give you rest. I mean, Rebecca put that jewelry on, put the ring in her nose, and the bracelets on her hand. And that was just the start. God would not finish giving yet. You see, a lot of people tend to think that in this life, that once you're saved, that's the absolute pinnacle of I'm saying it's just the basement. Don't misunderstand me. But as far as the goodness of... You are just getting started. Amen. He will layer those treasures up on top of that salvation. Bless you, Lord. He will layer them up. And so Isaac, or the servant, said, do you have room for me to stay with you? And she said, come on. I've got a room and a house. We've got provender for your canvas. And so he just stood there. And she went back and told her brother Laban. And Laban ran out. He saw the jewelry and he ran out. And he said, Come on home with me I we'll feed you. And the Bible said they sat down to eat. And the man of God said, I'm not going to eat a bite until I say what I come to say. Boy, he was, in other words, he couldn't, he just couldn't do anything. Until he got that load off. Preachers, have you ever been there? Have you ever been there? He said, let me say my peace. And he said, I come this way seeking a bride. He said, I've got a master at home. And that master is as good as they come. But his inheritance all goes into his son. And so the son is going to inherit all things. And he said, I've come to find that man a woman. A bride. Somebody he can love on. Somebody that he'll be good to. Somebody that'll be good to him and love him back. And so he said, that's my message. That's what I came for. And he told them about the sign that God gave him at the way. And they looked at one another and they said, I see no reason why she shouldn't go back and, and be the bride. And I'll get to that in a minute. But they woke up the next morning and keep in mind, this man, this servant, had rode 500 miles. Probably three or four weeks, I guess. I don't know how fast a camel can travel. But probably three or four weeks. Stayed one night. Just one. Got up the next morning and said, Rebecca, we got to be on our way. And she said, wait. The family said, wait a minute. Let her stay for a little while. Oh, children, that's dangerous. God has been dealing with you. Some of you for a long time. You might say He's not man. You can fool man. You can't fool God. He has dealt with you. That man of God was urgent. He said, I need an answer. He or she's not going to come now. And Let me go my way and I'll find another. You see, God's not going to linger around your heart forever. He calls you. But you have to answer. And they said, let her stay a while. That's what the world was tell me. You can get that fixed up later. Just stay a while. And they finally, he said, I've got to know something. I need an answer. Can I tell you, sinner friend, God deserves an answer from you. Amen. Amen. He's calling you. And they finally said, well, let's just ask her and see what she says. And she thought about what he had done. T- Now the Bible doesn't tell what all she told him. But see, I believe she stayed up with him that night. I believe he began to tell her about his master. I believe the more he told her about his master, the more she was drawn to that night. It might be hard. Maybe I'm not doing... God gave me a good message and I'm not giving it cue that But let me stop and say right here, the more I've learned about Jesus Christ, the more I want to go on my journey, the more I love Him. And so the more she found out, the more... And she said, of course I'll go. I'll leave everything I ever knew. You see, that's what God requires. And when He calls you out of sin, you've got to be willing to part with everything. Amen. And she did. And she said, I'll follow you. And so the Bible said they loaded up her nurse and her servants, and that man of God came and He took her.
1: So what's this going to do with
0: camels? Well, God made the camel to cross the desert. What do you mean by that? I mean, a horse couldn't do it. He'd mire up. He'd sink. Nothing could do it save a camel. Why? Because God gave them great big pads on their feet. And they don't sink. See, uh, a horse uh, with a cloven hoof would just mire up and sink. But those camels uh, uh, is a picture of grace. This world is saying you will sink but for the grace of God. Do you understand that? And so, these camels represent grace. Notice He said, at the well He made them to lay down. It was said in Sunday school a few minutes ago that there are some who say (coughs) and maybe really think within themselves, I'm just too evil to be saved. No use to praying for me. You can't get lower than grace. Keep that in mind. And so those camels, I listened to a man once at Roadwood. And he said, I looked up. And he said, I couldn't climb up on that camel. I couldn't get to the top of that camel. And he said, what happened? How was the owner came. I whispered in his ear. And that camel folded up and laid down Amen. where a child could climb up. In other words, no matter how low you are, grace is low. And so, you don't have to work for it. You just turn around and sit down. And that's what he did. And that's what she did. And that camel began to raise her up. And sinners ain't used to be riding that high. When you at first touch your grace and God begins to lift you up, it's like you're in a different world. But this world will sink you. Anything that you try to ride on or climb on or cross the desert land with, you will sink and perish. Save for the grace of God. And so, this camel, it just lifted her up and off she went. But it was dangerous. 500 miles. Can I say, for the bride, life is not always going to be easy. There's danger that you're going to face. Amen. But just remember, you were riding on grace. Just remember, You see, a camel, when it would get out there, God designed it for that. If you don't believe the pattern of would you believe this? They've got big humps on their back, some one, some two. They store fat in there. And so when a camel is at the point where it can't go any further, you know what it does? It just begins to squeeze real tight in on itself. And that fat produces water in his body you understand what that means? It means when the devil has you beat down and says you're going to perish in this land. You're going to die here. It's not going to carry you through. That squeeze and grace of God begins to come. Amen. And you're good for another 200 miles. Legendary. That was the And so even in their own bloodstream, God has them a built-in thermostat. Do you know that? Water is in the blood and the life in the water... In the blood. And so grace will never run out. Camels, when they get hungry, they can even eat thorny bushes. In other words, they can go to a cactus and they can eat it. Why? Because God designed them to cross the desert. He designed them with a long jaw and sharp teeth. He designed them with sharp teeth that their nose and their jaw can slide in between those thighs and gather food. And water, where there is none. Right. What does that mean? It means that the devil don't understand it, the world don't understand it, but you and I are feasting on daily bread Amen. that the world cannot see, you, and it's all by grace. I forgot about Isaac. But she started off, and maybe the night were long and cold. Maybe. Maybe starting off she was scared. Maybe she wanted to turn back home. And maybe, just maybe she had sat down by the fireside and tell the servant of the Master, I'm scared now. Would you tell me a little more about whom I'm going to see? I've been there. I've been ten places and times. I've been so worried, so terrified. Maybe it's physical. Maybe you got money trouble. Maybe you got romance trouble. Maybe you got marriage trouble. Maybe you got work trouble. I don't know what kind of trouble you got. But there's one thing: that spirit uh, that, that dwells inside of a, a born again believer. In those times, you know what does? You know what he does? Uh, he tells me about the master. Amen. He reminds me of where I'm going. And so, day by day, she traveled. Day by day, she went. And after a while, you might not think this, but I absolutely believe after a while, she got home sick for a place she'd never been. I believe she got love sick for a man she's never met. What does that mean to me? Peter said, And whom you love. Having not seen you love. And rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. I'm homesick for a place I've never been, and I'm lovesick for a man I've never met. And so is she. And so, after a while, she realized I'm too far on this journey to turn back. I'm too church. We're too near heaven Amen. to go back. Amen. There ain't nothing worth going back for. It's all before us. And so she finally rode on grace. Grace carried her where man could never go. If you've been saved this morning, Danny read it, it's salvation by grace through faith. That camel carried her across the desert. Man couldn't have done it. This preacher cannot bind you up and carry you so I can show you the camel that will carry you through the sands and the dangers. And all the while on the journey, i tell you what this man can do. He can tell you about the Master and all of His glory and all of His riches. And so the more he told her, she began to love this man. Do you love him today? I mean love him I love our Lord because he first loved me. And so they got to where they were going. And she saw a man out in the field. And she asked the servant, Who is that man? And that servant said, That's the one. That's the one I've told you. And she lighted off her candle and she ran to him. And he ran to her And he had found his bride Called out of an old world Called out of a pagan land And brought her to a new land And there she was lifted up As the bride of the son of the master Do you understand what that means? Church, the camels are coming Amen Grace is going to carry me to that man that I've heard so much about. That I've read so much about. Grace will take me home. And it said He took her into His mother's tent and she became His wife. He found the bride. God is still looking for the bride for His son. He's wooing you. He's drawing you. You see, you might think, as I said, the pinnacle is eternal life. But that's just the beginning. There are greater things that He has in store if we stay on the journey. What do you mean? I mean joy. I mean happiness. I mean gifts the world cannot offer. He offers peace and joy. No fear. No sin. Not when we get to where we're going. He's got something great in store for you. And the more I hear about it, the more I'm longing to go. And just like that woman, I'm too near now. I'm too near to where I'm going. Canaan land is just in sight. That's our message. Maybe it's strange. That's all i got for you. Come ahead.